0: This shout, it's under my feet. It's under my feet. Come on! Woo! Hey, glory, 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 glory! Father, in the name of Jesus, we are so excited to be here uh, to just discuss your word and commemorate, celebrate, and reflect on your death and resurrection. Today reminds us of when you had resurrected. We are grateful. Give us understanding that we may be doers of the world and not just hearers, Thereby deceiving ourselves. Of this world, we are going to have some grow 30, some 60, some 100. Because the grace is available. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. As every child of God says, Amen. an inspiration to talk about other things, so we'll continue with Abraham next week. Now, when when you study the Bible, you realize that there are some things which the Lord Jesus did for us. There are some things which the Lord Jesus did for us. Okay? There are some things which the Lord Jesus did for us. Hmm. There are some things which the Lord Jesus did for us. And for me, Teaching those things is one of my assignments. I remember sharing with you a story one time of how we were praying with my, my brothers at midnight every Thursday. But this Thursday I was hoping none of them start the prayers because I just really wanted to sleep. So normally what would happen is at midnight... Someone would start the prayers. they would just you would just hear, son toke in the living room. Then you know you have to go there. So I was really asking the Lord to not inspire the brothers. I don't know if that prayer was correct um, because I was tired. You know the spirit was willing. Yeah. So. There's so much joy in my heart. So I'm trying to behave myself, but... My smile keeps betraying me. Because I'm like supposed to be deep right now. You know what I'm saying, but... There's so much joy in my spirit. Because I just feel like God is going to make a lot of us very happy. It's, it's It's not... normal. They weren't behaving. <laughs> so, pardon me. Praise the Lord. Okay, let me try to now explain something. Please take your seat. Uh, James chapter number one. James chapter number one and verse Do you love the word of God? you the Ah, praise the Lord. Okay. So the Bible reads. give it to me in the KJV and also give me first Peter oh I was telling a story help me. Every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will, he brought us forth, so I asked him. Just so the earths were not showing. Let's go back. Every good and perfect and every good and every perfect gift is from above and cometh uh-huh. down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will, he begat. So the word brought us forth is a little incomplete. Because it doesn't paint the full picture. But he's trying to say he gave birth to us. Kubadiwa. Why is Nyanja like that? Like it sounds like a bad word. You know, Kubadiwa. Like it's bad there. I've never understood Nyanja. Of his own word, of his own will, he begat us with the word of truth. This is powerful. You know the scriptures you read and something wells up in you. You just, oh, it Of his own will, he gave birth to us. How did God give birth to us? You were born. Meaning there's a birthing that happened in the spirit. There's a birthing that happened in the spirit. There's a normal birth that happened with your parents. But the Bible seems to talk about a birth as well. It's not so much... Symbolism, it's a spiritual procedure. That we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Of his own will, he begat us with the word of truth. Other versions say with by the word of truth. What he's trying to say is that we were born out of the word. We are creatures of the word. And last time I told you that whatever gives birth to you is what will sustain you. Whatever creates you is what sustains you. So for example, to us, what gave birth to us is flesh. It means what sustains us is flesh. That's why we have to eat. Because we are of the earth, we are of the flesh. Two parents, made an agreement, and they brought us forth from themselves. They are both flesh. so That means that's what sustains us. That's why we eat vegetables, because vegetables are flesh. That's why we eat meat, because meat is flesh. If you don't eat, you will die, no matter how spiritual you are. You need to pay attention to people who say, I fasted for a year. Ask them, how, sir, did you become a spirit? Because if you become a spirit, you have to die. But as long as you've got the body, they need to show you how they used to eat. If someone tells you they fasted for a year, ask them, okay, how were your meals? Don't ask them how, how they prayed. That, that's your area. You can manage that one. The one you don't know how to handle exactly is the eating part. <laughs> so you need to ask, how did you eat? What were you eating? Because well, some people don't tell you what they were eating when they fasted for a year, okay? If God leads you to fast for a year, I'll bring you my prayer points. But I'm just saying that as you're doing that, as you're doing that, you need to know how to do it because people die. People, no, I actually mean not spiritual death. <laughs> I'm talking about that registered one, the, the one where they even put a, a death number at the mortuary. Because you, 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 I had one of my sons (laughs) who wasn't breaking properly. So, and I've had a number of those cases, by the way. I'm not saying that to expose anyone. I just want people to learn. But I will not say names. And I will not mention departments. But we had a situation where vigilant young man in saving the Lord <laughs> he damaged his stomach. And the doctor started saying all kinds of things. Me, I was thinking it's the power of darkness. But it's the power of not breaking your fast properly. Because your body can be damaged. All right? It, at home we fast a lot. That's Do you remember that conversation we had where we called all manner of doctors? It was a panic move because we realized I I received a number of messages of people seeking prayers for stomach attacks. Then I realized, no, 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 no. no. We need to talk to people now so that they know how to break the fast. You don't break it. You don't kill it. You break the fast. Some people kill it. Some people crush the fast. And then some people after... After fasting, they gain more than they were before. So, you're you wondering, okay. you are, Wow, you know. So, the point I just make is, I think we'll have another conversation on fasting properly. But the point I just make is that, by the way, you need to learn to rest as well. I know I talk about hard work a lot. But you need to learn to rest. The Bible says, on the sixth day, God rested. I'll tell you why he rested. One of the reasons he rested was because he had worked a lot. He was not tired, but I think he took a break. In any case, the Bible says he rested. So if a divine God can rest, then rest is a divine idea. So my leaders, one day I will give you power. I don't know if I should give you power now. Just send me. And my wife, somewhere to rest. Send me. Just make sure I agree, but send me. We just, we just need to rest sometimes. The Bible actually says Jesus was tired. Sometimes some of you, you don't give us rest. I'm resting, but you need some So, what was he thinking? He suddenly said, but I warned you. Why you finish I mean finish So I'm sleeping there, I'm praying for you. So I'm still tired because I'm still waking. So give us rest. Praise God. Because you see, of his own will. Get us with the word of truth. Rest, some of you. Rest. Why do I feel like this is my message? I will try. You know there are people who die young because they don't rest. Your heart needs to. There's rest in the spirit, there's rest in the soul, but there's also rest in the flesh. So rest After Samson, after Samson had, the spirit of God came upon him so mightily, And with the jawbone of a donkey, he killed 1,000 trained soldiers. The spirit of God came upon him afterwards he was so thirsty that he nearly died. I thought he was working with the anointing. Afterwards, he was so thirsty that he nearly died. Because the Holy Spirit is a spirit. But you, you have a body. So after you work with the Holy Spirit so much, and the anointing cools down, your body feels it. That's what happens. That's why sometimes, after I preach. Let me go home. <laughs> just let me go home. Some people have told you, these pastors, I've, I've trained them, they'll pray for you. It's just one pastor. That's lack of faith. It's also a, a vote of no confidence in me. Yeah, Because I told you this is pastor. So this pastor is anointed, and you are saying, you lie. You are the one who's going to pray for me. <laughs> so what was I doing appointing all these pastors and deacons? I was cracking jokes with you. <laughs> so, sometimes, just let me go home. <laughs> they say, pastor should pray for me. you find there's a key as they are drinking water outside. (laughs) Praise God. So the point I make is of his own will, he begat us by the word of God. We are creatures of the word. Praise the Lord. We are creatures of the word. We are born from the word, and that's what sustains us. Because there's a side of us which was born out of the word of God. Let me explain that. There's so much prophecy about a kind of a people that we are going to be in existence at a certain point. Beginning from Moses, coming to Isaiah, Ezekiel, Micah, all these prophets began to speak of a people. All those words coming together were describing the kind of people we were going to be. That means we are regulated by those prophecies. We are born out of them. It's what spoke us into existence. For example, when you look at Ezekiel 36, 26, there's a prophecy there about us. Ezekiel 36, 26, there's a prophecy. And then many other prophets began to speak about us. So we are supposed to configure ourselves according to those words which were spoken about us. We can't live anyhow because if we live anyhow, we cannot be sustained. Our lives will struggle. In our health, spirit, soul, and body, there will be a struggle because we are fundamentally deviating from the core of our existence. He says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. Not capital letter spirit, small letter. That's the new spirit, the born-again spirit. He's trying to say, I'll put a new spirit, not the Holy Spirit, meaning there's going to be a change of heart, a transformation of spirit Okay, that's what he needs by by new heart. Then he says, I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and I'll give you a heart of flesh. What he's also trying to say is, I will remove that stubborn spirit you have and I'll make it a new creature. I'll put a a soft one which can easily bend to my decrees. It can be led by me. It's not stone. All right. And then he says in the next verse, now afterwards, then he will put his spirit. That's different. So, after he changes our spirit, then he will put his spirit. So, we've got a new spirit, a new human spirit, and then we've got the Holy Spirit on top. That that's never happened in the Old Testament. So, to understand the kind of a person you are, your manual is to go to the prophetic words. You find out what was what was said about the kind of people that were going to be born. What kind of a people were they going to be? These people are led by the Spirit. These are not people who are led by the law. Remember last week I was telling you that we did we do not, according to Galatians 3, we do not experience the move of the Spirit or a supply of miracles because of observing the law, but because of faith in the Word of God. And when we talk about receiving the supply of the Spirit, that's they never had that in the Old Testament. They never had that in the Old Testament. So when this guy is prophesying, he's not talking about the people of the Old Testament because for those, God would not remove their heart of stone and put the heart of flesh. God would not put his spirit in them. So this is not the Old Testament dispensation. This is a New Testament dispensation. This is us. When you're reading the Bible, you also need to know who it was written to because there are some things in the Bible which are for your learning, not your practice. Yeah. For example, you read about, they told them what not to eat. They told them, if you touch a woman who's, who's on her period, you're unclean. That's for your learning. It's not for your practice. Yeah, yeah. So I need to go outside the camp for seven days. So there are some things that are for your learning. Then there are some things that are for your practice. Praise the Lord. But that's not what I'm talking about. We can look at that later on in detail. Now, this is what I mean by we were born of the word. That means we are regulated by the word of God. Our lives, our sustenance is in the word of God. This is why when you have any problem, you are going through something that is uncomfortable. When you meet with your friends, let them show scriptures. Are there any scriptures we can rely on? Because we are creatures of the word. And what creates us sustains us. By his own free will, he decided to give birth to us. He decided to give us birth. Not through fire. Not through wealth. Not through other human beings as surrogate children. No. But by his word. That means he particularly, if by his own will, he decided he was going to use water to give birth to us, then we would now have to learn different kinds of waters and what they do because that's where we are from. So we have to find out the water of the well. What nutrients does it have? What can we get from it? Then we drink. Then we say, ah, uh-uh, the, the water for this kind of problem, you need the water of the ocean. The water of the ocean, why? because we would have been creatures of the water. If we were creatures of grass then we would have to find out which grass is best for this kind of problem or for this next level glory you want. Upper, you have to eat Simba because Simba is now expensive. That's, you know, and afterwards, Kulika pinga, f- where, wherever. Then you go pinga it and eat it. Why? Because you are creatures of grass. If you are creatures of air, you now have to know, no, for this problem you have, you need to breathe carbon monoxide air. Because you are creatures of air. For this one, no, 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 no. You need to go to industrial area and breathe smoke. That's the kind of air you need. No, for this, for this level of glory that you want to at for this, for this test you want to pass, make sure you go in a room that where there are just boys. They sleep there in the dormitory. Breathe the air there. You know why? Because we would have been creatures of air. But the Bible says, "Of His own will." Of his own will, he chose to give birth to us by the word of God. What a glory. You are creatures of the word. I said you are creatures of the word. You are born of the word. That's where your parentage comes from. So if you are looking for anything to sustain you, you start from there. And that thing lasts forever because the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. As it was in the beginning, that word, it shall be there also in the end. Because it says heaven and earth can pass away but not one single letter of the word can be moved. Now, I want to show you something. Huh? Because you are creatures of the word. Get me First Peter chapter 2. I want to teach you a little bit of truth truth, because I want to talk about what Jesus achieved for us. What Jesus achieved for us. First Peter chapter 2. Uh, give me verse 24. Don't respond. Who himself, Jesus, bore our sins in his own body. He bore our sins in his own flesh. That's why he was so disfigured on that cross. Because there's something that came upon him in his flesh. The Bible says he has no comeliness, he's not a person to look at and be happy. It's not just the beatings, the sin of the world came upon him. He was not a man. Because when you look at Jesus, you are looking at a murderer. You are looking at a fornicator. You are looking at a thief. You think that's even bad. That's not, that's not bad. When you're looking at Jesus, you're looking at murder itself on the cross. Because the Bible does not say he made him a sinner. The Bible says he made him sin. He made him who knew no sin to become sin. There are people who, just by the way they dress, you can tell what, ah. No, we know, we know. Sketch up, why did mock Okay, why did you come out dressed? Why didn't you just undress? Are you mocking us? And some people just the way they look, you can judge. I know they tell us, hey, don't cover your book by its judge. But <laughs> Sometimes it's very clear. No, look at how I'm dressed. It looks like a man. What? Okay. I thought you are not supposed to to cover a judge, especially in Africa. You need to know that we will address you the way you are dressed. We are not judging you. You are presenting yourself for judgment. <laughs> You even know that we are villagers. Why are, you, why are you trying us? So, I'm just encouraging you. So, when you look at Jesus on the cross, he looked like all those things. The Bible talks about a certain woman. It says, I saw a woman dressed like a prostitute coming out. and the, Meaning, they've got regalia. <laughs> they've got a uniform. There's a way they dress. Have you ever driven at night? That car road. There's always that car road where they stand. Kuma hotel, hotel. I was with my wife when we saw it. There's There's a regalia. When you look at a doctor in the hospital, you won't miss them. Yes! When you look at a lawyer at court, you won't miss them. Yes, there are some we have to design, but okay, most times most times at least make it clear who you are by your dress code. And the church said Amen. No, we need to be very careful in this area. Let me just pause a little. Ladies, now, today we are not judging anyone but let me guide you. Make sure your skirt is Below your knees. <laughs> Make sure your skirt is below the knees. All right? It's very important. When you are coming to church, I'm encouraging you. It's just decency because sometimes I don't know if I'm in the wrong area. You can cover your your belly button. It's for your mother to look at. (laughs) You cover your belly button. My daughters, you cover nicely. Those things which leave one, especially in church, maybe anywhere else you can wear that. But that thing which shows... (laughs) 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 Now, I'm talking about church. Maybe when you're outside, you can dress how you want, how you're convinced. I don't know how it works there, but I'm just saying when you're here, okay? Also, especially when you are going to be doing a lot of movements, maybe if you are sitting, but when you are doing a lot of movements, you know, some of you are just naturally carved. So when you wear something very tight and it's tight and it's showing, I don't know if you get my point. Now, you, you may be okay, but there are some brothers who will have a problem They will will have to start binding Lucifer. (laughs) And Lucifer is just rising. He's just rising. And they are binding him the hot. No, let me undo this thing. Let me put it in its place. So you need to help your friends. So if you're going to wear something very tight, you can have a throw over which can hide. Because although we are born of spirit, some people are still being saved from flesh. Then you are dragging them back. (laughs) Uh, Which one have I left out, my love? I thought you would come and say one or two things. A slit which ends where it begins. (laughs) So, you see, these are not the messages we are supposed to be preaching, really. So normally what I do with mass choir, if if the dress code is beginning where it's, it's ending, I give them a chitenge. So when you see someone from Masquerade not always, sometimes. <laughs> Just know they're wearing something which begins where it ends. Especially for the sake of the brethren. Oh, not all of them, some. There are some who don't care. But there are some who they will, <laughs> they will cast their burdens upon you. So Jesus was all those things. That's what I'm trying, that's the point I make. (laughs) Jesus was all those things. The Bible says, I saw a woman dressed like a prostitute. And a simple man. That's what the Bible says when it wants to say foolish. It says a simple man. He was following (laughs) Egypt. So in the realm of the spirit, dress codes have definitions. That's how you can't, you just can't dress anyhow. There's there's a dress code for royalty. There's a way they dress Jesus. The Bible says that I saw the Lord and the, the train of his robe, it filled the temple. So you look at how the priests were dressed. understand when you're home and all those things, but especially if you're going out, please pay attention. Because Jesus became all those things. Don't go get the things that Jesus died for. You, you get, you wear. Jesus, the crop top, he tanika on the cross, you, you unhung. <laughs> especially in public. You are not the world. You are not the world. You people who are in high in school, especially university, just behave yourself. Who do you want to see what? And then you, you guys also, let me talk to you. You know, there's this thing. I don't know if this is the correct class. You know, there's this thing where you think that what defines a woman are the hips. And I don't know whatever that is. dust <clears throat> Okay let I will I will practice some self control Who himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we having died to sin I need to meet married couples that we having died to sins might live for righteousness By whose stripes, look at that. Now this is what I want to talk about. Yes, finally. By whose stripes, we are not going to be healed. We were healed. Every time you are dealing with a healing, it's a past issue. It's an actualizing issue of what already happened. So it's already there. Whether you are taking time. Whether you get it or whether someone prays for you, it doesn't matter. Don't even feel shy. No, me, I'm always being prayed for. If that's how your faith works best, get prayed for, get healed. Whether you get it yourself, it doesn't matter. But I want you to know that it's a past issue. By whose stripes we were healed. And it's also a faith issue because Isaiah also talks about it. In the past 800 years before Jesus was born, him, he said, and by his stripes we are healed. He put himself there. That's what faith can do. It can take you into the future and participate. I can only imagine Isaiah. He was this old man who was not getting sick. And people are saying, ah, no, you touched something, sir. Tell us. Isaiah 55, have you ever seen it? Let me take you there. Isaiah 53. He says, Let me explain to you what he said. They hungered him with stones and sticks. Tell us the secret. To your lack of sickness. Then he started telling him. verse one. He says, who has believed our report? In other words, he was saying, but if I tell you guys, who's going to believe me? Because the things I'm going to tell you, your technology can't handle. Your time machines cannot detect because it's happening 800 years before today. So I traveled to a place 800 years After today, and I I participated in the... And he did not just travel at the time of Jesus. Because even at the time of Jesus, people were were not saying by his stripes we are healed. They were still waiting for him to die so they can participate. In other words, he came into our time. Isaiah. He says, and by... Let's go. Who, Who is going to believe me? That's what he's trying to say. But let me tell you about where I get my secrets. But I will tell you in parables... He shall grow before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. That dry ground is from the Virgin Mary. Because there's a shoot that is coming from dry ground. Then he begins explaining what will happen. He has no form. That's talking about the cross. He he has no form or comeliness, And when we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. Let's go. Why did he reach this level? Let's go. He bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. And a man who carries griefs and sorrows, there's no beauty and comeliness about him. And we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded. Are you seeing that? This, this has not happened, but he's saying he was wounded. Meaning for him, the future is his past because he traveled there and he came back and he explained what happened when he visited. So to him, the future is his past. And he's living in the past using the realities of the future. That's what a life of faith can afford you. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by, let's go, and by one, two, three, go... He didn't say we are going to be healed. So he see, then he says, that's the secret to my health. Oh, he's drunk, this coward man. You, you can't be normal when you walk by faith. Hallelujah. Take me back to, now, Peter, since it already happened, him, he says, by his stripes we were. So there's a tense, where are you in the tense? At least Isaiah said we are healed. Peter says we were healed. What are you saying? But let me explain something to you. That scripture comes from, this is very important, that scripture comes from the Jewish perspective. They are the ones that he said, we all by sheep have gone astray, each one according to. That's what he goes on to say. He's talking about how the Jewish people have broken the law. And Jesus has come to redeem them from the curse of the law. So it is them to whom he says, by his stripes we were healed. Us as Gentiles, we were not given the law. So for us, it's not so much by his stripes we were healed. That's not necessarily our scripture. That's for the Jewish man who believes. I want you to follow. Don't, don't get me lost. Don't, don't lose yourself. I want to say, don't get lost yourself. So, that Isaiah is talking about us, we ourselves. He's talking about himself and the Jewish nation. However, for us, what happened for us at the cross was not the healing of sicknesses, it was the giving of a new life. It was not so much the forgiveness of the sin of contravening the law. It was the giving of a new sinless life. What happened to us on the cross really as Gentiles is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If any man is in Christ, that's what happened to us. He is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. So what happened to us on the cross is this. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things. We are new creatures. We are new creatures. What happened to us on the cross? is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, amplification, transgression of the law. We were recreated. It's not so much the forgiveness of sin as a result of the transgression of the law, but it was a recreation of the human spirit. It was the giving of a new spirit and putting off the possibility of receiving the Holy Spirit. That's what happened. God's own handiwork, recreated in Christ Jesus. That's what happened to the Gentiles. So what happened to us is that we received a kind of life. That's why he said that we may be a type of first fruits. That we may be the first of its kind. We are the first of our kind. No one has ever been like this before. We were were born out of his word. It was not out of the forgiveness of the sin of transgressing the law. It was out of his own free will. He decided to give birth to us. Through his word, shout hallelujah. That's what happened to us on the cross. Now, I want you to see something. Take me back. Give me back First Peter chapter 2. There's something I want you to see. Oh, time is up. He says, who himself bore our sins in his own body, on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live to righteousness. We are there as well. By whose stripes we were healed. Let's go. This is the Jew part. For you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. I want you to see where we come back again. the last part huh okay there's something I want you to see first Peter 1. That's actually where it comes from. Give me verse 24. Go back up. Having been born again, are you seeing that? It's the same language. It's the same book. Just a verse before, a chapter before. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed. But incorruptible through what? It's talking about you. Having been born again, meaning there's a birthing. Remember the birthing I'm telling you about? Not of corruptible seed. What does it mean by corruptible seed? The seed of Adam, the seed of your mother and your father. By corruptible means it can get sick, it can die, it can be deceived. It's corruptible. Corruption here, it's not talking about something. Let me just clarify. When we say something is corrupt, we mean it has decayed. In fact, the word decay comes from the word corrupt. It's been corrupted. So just to bring some people on board. That's what we are talking about. Not of corruptible seed. The seed there is the word sperma in the Greek from where we get the word sperm. So it's talking about spiritual biological makeup. He's saying, having been born again, not of corruptible seed. Your father's seed is corruptible. That's why people get born with chronic illnesses. No, what is it? Genetic illnesses. You find someone, they say, oh, no. Oh, diabetes, sometimes it's genetic. It means your father's seed is corrupt because your father <laughs> gave you that sickness. Say, oh, this boy was born with asthma. Oh, the father's seed was carrying it. Oh, the mother's, if they have seed. Now they do. So it means those are corrupt. They've got issues. Sometimes you find it's not even the chronic illnesses. You find, oh no, the way I'm the reason I'm angry is because, hey, my grandmother, your grandmother, your grandmother's seed has had the corruption of anger. And then he's trying to tell us, having been born again, not of corruptible seed. But incorruptible, which seed is that? The word of God. And because it's incorruptible, it lives and abides forever. We are born of that seed. You can't trust the word of God and come back sick. Because it's incorruptible. You can't trust the word of God and come back depressed. Because it's got no recessive alleles for depression. You cannot trust the word of God and come back broke. Because it is wealth. You cannot be born out of the word of God and have defects. Genetic illnesses. No, 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 no. He says it's incorruptible. It cannot decay. You see, This should be your meditations. Even if you are fighting what you feel is a sickness in your body. You're saying I am born of a place that cannot decay. I come from a point which cannot be depressed. This is what Jesus achieved for us on the cross. I come from a place that cannot struggle. It's just a matter of time. I am not looking for healing. I was healed 2000 years ago. I'm teaching you how to fight. This, even if they say this sickness is incurable, I'm showing you how to fight. This is truth. This is how you overcome. The Bible says to overcome him by the blood of the lamb. And by what? Why? Because the word can't fail. It can't fail. It, it can be trusted. It can't fail. He says in Isaiah 55, just as the, the heavens are apart from the earth, so is the, my thoughts towards you. And then he talks about the word which I send. The word which I send, he says, it shall not fail, but it shall accomplish that which I He says, it shall not come back to me void. The word of God from his mouth, it can't fail. Say, it can't fail. Say, it can't fail. That's how it is. It can't. Two can't enter into one. It's a mathematical-scientific issue. You have to start. Okay. Now look at this. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Look at the next part. He says, because all flesh, he says, because. In other words, It's coming from somewhere. We don't just start a sentence with because. No, no, no. It's coming from there where he's talking about seeds. And then he says, because all flesh is as grass. And all the glory of man, which is the glory of flesh. In other words, we can read it like this. Because all flesh is as grass. And all the glory of grass is as the the flower of the grass. Now he's making comparisons and he says, all flesh is as grass. Whether the flesh of animals, the flesh of humans, the flesh of fish, all flesh is in one category. The flesh of food. I mean, I bought a nice Madeira bread. Very nice. And we put it in the fridge. And when they were eating all that they were eating, I was like, ah, forgive me, I've got food. I opened it, and the egg in it had gone bad. It was still looking beautiful, but the egg had gone. I was so disappointed. But why was I disappointed? All oh, flesh is like grass. Look at it. It says the grass withers and its flower falls away. Hold there. There's a song, I am a flower quickly fading. <laughs> now remember where where you are coming from. Where you are coming from, it's saying. You were born. So it's still talking about you there. He's trying to teach you who you are. He's trying to show you what Jesus achieved for you on the cross. And he's trying to distinguish you from grass. He says the glory of man is like the grass of the field. It's here today, it's gone tomorrow. That song is not for you. Because the moment you begin singing that song, you are beginning to deny this. Let's go on. But it goes on to say, I want you to read with me. If you don't scream, you just go. One, two, three, go. Are born. Let me tell you this. This means two things. You know there are people who will not die until Jesus comes because of believing messages like this. I'm not saying you. If you want, you. You can believe what you want. That's what I'm saying. I want to teach you. I want to teach you truth. I want to teach you truth. You see, the way truth is, it's hard to believe. It's hard to there are people who you find two years they've not been sick because of messages. I'm not saying they eat well, that's good, but I'm saying because of messages like that. There are people who have learned to correct their bodies because they've found weapons in the spirit to keep them well. He says, but the word, remember he's saying you were not born of corruptible seed. He gave birth to you through the word of God. He says, being born again not of corruptible in the same verse, but of incorruptible the word of God. Then he starts distinguishing you from the flesh. You who's born of the word. And then he goes on to say, this is the word by which it was preached to you and you were born out of it. You will not die young. And some of you, you will live long until Jesus Christ comes because of this word. Let me show you another one. Just John 11. Let me show you one last one. You know this is meat, eh? This is meat. John 11. Yeah, huh, good. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. Let's go. Quick. I'll tell you where to stop. Just keep sleeping. When. Now. (laughs) Patience. eh? When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Let's go. I want you to read. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let's go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you and you are going there again. You don't listen. (laughs) Oh, oh, that one is not there. (laughs) Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? If anyone works in a day. He does not stumble because he sees the light. In other words, I'm too busy to care about who wants to kill me or not. But if one walks in the light, Jesus, you just try him. you start the whole teaching. Let's go. (laughs) Ah, Jesus. You're telling me, they will kill you this time. Open your scriptures. (laughs) These things he said, and after that he said to them, our friend Lazarus is sleeping, but I want to go and wake him up. Then his disciples said, ah. Well, we go wake him up like he's a baby. Let's go. Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was talking about sleeping. Then Jesus said to them, okay, now, And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there that you may believe. In any case, let's go. Then Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us go. <laughs> so when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. Many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. She was not happy, this woman. Let's go. You, you hear what she said. Lord, we've been sending emails, messages, WhatsApp texts. (laughs) Even on Messenger. On Messenger, I texted you seven times. You said it's the number of perfection. Had you even sent a voice note, my brother would have not died. Then she said without meaning it, but even now, I know that whatever you ask, God will give you. She didn't believe that. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. She said, Amen. <laughs> On the resurrection. So you remember, it means she didn't she didn't mean what she said before. So just saying it to be respectful. Because you can't say that and then say it, amen said, Amen. There's that amen, people say. So that it doesn't look bad after you've prayed. That's the one she said here. Trust me, it's there somewhere. Let's go. Jesus said to her, "I am the resurrection and the life. This is the part I want you to hear. He who believes in me, although he dies, he shall live. Look at this. And whoever lives and believes in me, he shall never die. That's in the Bible. <laughs> now look at it. You, the one you know in John 11 is verse 35, Jesus wept, but could not 26. The only condition he put is, do you believe this? Why? Because there are people who hold on to the word of God. He was even talking about people who are not born again, if they can only hold on to the word of God. But now you who is born out of the world. I told you I'm going to teach you truth. Let me show you another scripture. So that you don't say, hey, you quoted the like a scripture. So that when you say, you quoted like a scripture, <laughs> I'm a liar. Okay. Imagine what Jesus did for us on the, on the cross. Take me to 2 Timothy chapter number 1. Mm. Ah. <laughs> there are some things that when I read in the Bible, I'm like, Okay. And you know, when I'm reading this, I'm also talking to you. I want to ask you, do you guys read what I read? Because sometimes I feel like, ah, okay, things in the Bible. Why don't they preach them, the people? Because of looks like these. <laughs> Give me verse 10. Ah. Uh, who has saved us and called us with the holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished what? What has he brought? What else? Using what? What? The word, he has brought to light. Some of you, when you hear life, you are too religious. You are used to it. But he talks about mortality. He says he has brought life and immortality. If there are people who are going to live and not die, it's this generation. Because it is this generation that was born out of the word. It's not even, we are not just prophesying it. We are the manifestation of the prophecies of the prophets. We are the manifestation of the... Okay, let's go home. Let's stand. I just wanted to share with you what Jesus did for us on the cross. So that life, one of the things you need to learn is how to go into it. Give me Mark 16 verse 17. Okay, let me just add Bevla for you. You know, I I was telling you a story. I woke up one morning. I know, not one morning. I was hoping my friends, they don't start prayers. Ah, I just said, that was Prophet past Apostle ya. So he went there. I was so tired. Now, the good part is, in the dining, there was there was no light. So I was going to to go and just lay prostrate there and just pray, worship the Lord. So there was a kachaya there. When they gave a prayer point, I said, hey, and I went there and I got on my knees. The moment I got on my knees, <laughs> I went into that moment. You know, and it's nice that moment between sleep and wake. There's that moment at 04. That's why you dream the most, in fact. Because most of you dream just before you wake up. Or just when you're about to sleep. There are two kinds of dreams. There are people who dream just before they sleep, then there are people who dream just before they wake up, but they are awake, but they are not awake. That moment, oh. pay attention to it. And in that moment, I saw Jesus walk into the into the <laughs> and I felt I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to. I'm actually praying. I'm praying. <laughs> and it was dark, but I saw the. Light. It was not bright he likes to be cool sometimes. And he was wearing just a robe. And that robe looked, he asked me, looked cream white. He looked just normal, like any other normal person. But there was an awe oh in the room. I could tell by the feet. Oh, you need yes. And then he started telling me Mark 16:17. Three times says Mark 16. They that believe, the following signs shall follow them. Number one, they shall speak with new tongues. So, when I hear testimonies like the one that Deaconess Immaculate gave, I know I'm leaving my assignment because it taught me to teach that. Release grace so that people can go and act out Mark 16 17. He says, And these signs shall follow. They that believe. They will not follow the signs, the signs shall follow them. First, let me explain something. And these signs will follow the men of God that believe. The deacons. The pastor's wives. The ones who shout, Che in church. And these signs will follow who? Do you believe? Yes. Then you are there. Yes. It, this is, okay, this is simple truth. Already some of you are choking on simple truth. You don't. When I tell you, come cast out a demon. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, are you a believer? Indeed. No. Yeah. So, just on simple truth, you are choking. You are struggling with foot soldiers. What if I take you to men with horses and chariots? You are wearied by so just here, some of you, you don't see yourself more on a prophet am a pastor. That's why you're all lining up here for pastor to pray for you. If if and if that doesn't change, it means I'm failing. Yes, because after I preach to you, after I preach to you, you are telling me that none of these deacons or the people that have given permission, no one, no one should just lay hands on anyone here, anyhow, in any case, for purposes of ethics and order. But some of you should lay hands on your friends. He says, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will spakuti pakala, gridogos. There are people who only believe they can cast out demons. They think tongues are for the old apostles. Leave them. God has accepted them. There's a truth they have accepted and the truth they have choked on. Let's go. What else would they do? They would take up serpents. We have an example of Paul, who after a snake beat him, he didn't say enough. He just shook it. Some of these sicknesses, from today, you are just shaking them off. Just shaking them off. Come on, I want you to do If there's anything wrong with you, you are just shaking it. Shaking it. Hallelujah. Hey! They shall take up serpents. What is it about them? Oh, when you're thinking of this, what comes to your mind? You know these are some of the scriptures you should be drunk on. Look at that. They would take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly. I'm not talking about they're saying, hey, let me see what I can drink. I'm talking you are out of the category of food poisoning. You are out of the category of Madame Fakila something. At the first man to be put in a bottle. When she goes to put you in a bottle, I pay some bottle of uh, That's the like job. Hey! You cannot be bottled. You see, this, he says that we may be a kind of first fruits. It doesn't matter. Now, listen. It doesn't matter right now you're experiencing a sickness. It doesn't matter right now things are not according to what the word goes. I'm trying to graduate you to the truth. Just begin believing what I'm telling you. When you begin believing, your circumstance will begin to change. He says, if they drink anything deadly, when they say, Ela about better Jewish number much. Gobu, Gobu, Gobu. How are you at ah, Why don't you post some more? This stuff is nice. Hey! Ah! And they say, no, I just need to add more. Then they put they shake, they bring you, they say, thank you so much. I saw, as I was saying, and they said, they're asking, you're not drinking your juice at all night. They don't know what has made you cut They say, okay, let me do. You, you say, it's gotten better. Can you bring some more? <laughs> now the person just faints Because they will drink any deadly thing. And it shall do them no harm. He said, it shall by no means hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, meaning they are not the sick. <laughs> Jesus said, listen, this is what I call the weight of eternal life. Eternal life does not mean begin after you die. The Bible says that as many as received him, it says that that whosoever believes him will not perish. Perishing, perishing does not mean you are, die, you are dead. The kind of life that a person is living, sometimes can be spelled as perishing. That means you've been moved away from that perishing lifestyle. Are you seeing that? It says, they shall lay their hands on the sick, Meaning when Jesus was saying this, he was imagining people who are healthy. Now, when Jesus was imagining this, when he was saying this, I want to ask you a question. Wasn't he thinking about contagious diseases? Either he was playing with us, or there's something that he did for us on the cross that he was so sure that what he's telling us is the truth. Look at that. He says, they sh- sit down, let me explain something. Brothers and sisters, life can ooze out. The Bible says they they laid the sick on the street so that Paul's shadow. Meaning everything, even your shadow is born again. Your shadow, (laughs) even your shadow is oozing with life. No, think of it. Jesus started this thing because the Bible says, as many as touched, that means there was a culture which, which started. After that woman with the issue of blood, where what Jesus wore, even just what he wore, had an impartation of life. That people would touch him. And they would get healed. Life was coming out of him into his clothes. There was an osmosis of life. It was moving from him. It was going to his clothes. That one woman touched the hem of his garment. And power left him and went into her. From his clothes become conductors of life. He says they, he's not talking about him. He says they, and he's not talking about pastors and preachers. He's talking to his apostles. He says the guys he will preach to, this is what will happen to them. Meaning he's even leaving them, he's going to the guys that they will preach to. He says these are the signs you shall follow, the ones you are going to preach to. Meaning you and I. (laughs) Hallelujah. Meaning there's something in their hands. There's something in their hands. When we lay hands on a sick person, something moves from us into them. Look at your hands. I want you to say there's something in my hands. Brothers and sisters, if we are going to believe the Bible, we better believe everything. We are just going to drink everything that Jesus said. We're not going to take part of it and leave some other part. And if you're not feeling well, you look at your hand and it says, I shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall be healed. Then you touch that leg. And she says, something is leaving my hands and going into my legs. care, Hey, I said heal. And some of you, you know, you need to be experimenting it. You are walking and then you bump yourself. But you don't say, you say, heal. Peace be still. Even if it's hurting. When it hurts the most, this is how you express your pain. Pastor, take care. Because not only have you said it's hurting, you have said we healed at the same time. Train your tongue. Look at that. What was Jesus thinking? It means life can begin to ooze out. The Bible says they took handkerchiefs from the body of Paul. That means life was oozing out of Paul so much that his clothes could go to sick people and sick. Brothers and sisters, this is not even so much an issue of the anointing. It's it's the life that Jesus gave us. It can ooze out. You can sleep where you are sleeping like this. When you are done, they bring a person who is sick to sleep there. And the person gets healed. Because you slept there, even your chive has healing powers. Let me show you one last scripture. 1 Corinthians 15.45. Let's stand. Look at what Jesus did for us. Somebody said life. Somebody said life today I'm not going to pray for any of you. Now that you've realized the life that you have is going to ooze out of your hands. Because now, what we need to learn is to pull the life that is within and begin to affect areas of our bodies. It is not us who catch the sickness. If we are catching sicknesses, it means the life of that sickness is stronger. But that's not the truth. And I'm not looking down on anyone who's catching sicknesses. That's what I'm telling you. Let's, I told you I'll teach you truth today. Life should move out of us to affect sicknesses. You know, to preach this thing, either I'm crazy or I believe it. And, it, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. That was about Adam. Why? Because Adam didn't need to give life to anything. Everything around him was alive. So he just needed to be a host of life. So the Bible says of him, he became a living being. The last Adam was an upgrade of the first one. There was an update. Because he was not only living, he became a life-giving spirit. Why? Because things around him were dead. So that's why he says, go into the world and preach the gospel to? He didn't say to human beings. He says to all creation. That's why Romans Romans 8 says, creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The world is frustrated. Trees are frustrated. The air is frustrated. And it's waiting for you to show up. It says the first man became a living, the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Let's go. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterward, the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of the dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Let's go. The next part is what I love. It says, as was the man of the dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so are also those who are heavenly. Talking about us. The first people, it's Adam and after the order of Adam. But for us who are after the man of heaven, it means we are equally life-giving spirits. You, you are a life-giving spirit. Whether you never knew it, today I've come to tell you. How can they know unless a preacher is sent, Romans 10 says, I've been sent to tell you whether you believe it or not in your business. But I want you to know that you are a life-giving spirit. Say you are, I'm a life-giving spirit. Life comes out of me. My hands heal the sick. I do not catch sicknesses. People who are sick catch my life. I heal the environment around me. I heal things around me. I heal relationships. I heal families. I I am a life giving spirit. Life life. Life comes out of my hands. Life comes out of my clothes. Life comes out of of the word of my mouth. Because I'm a life giving spirit. Say, I know who I am. am. I'm a life giving spirit. I am born of the word. I am born of the incorruptible incorruptible word of God. God. Where I come from, no sickness dwells there. there. Where I come from, from. no defects exist there. I live long long and healthy. healthy. I live long and healthy. healthy. My blood is healthy. healthy. My body is healthy. My blood is healthy. My flesh is strong. My eyes are strong. I am born of the incorruptible word. I want you to begin saying things about yourself. Let there be an activation of life.